man. Whoo, man. Filled with his goodness. Filled with his glory. No more sell, selling. I, I believe that was a word of the Lord for us. Amen. And uh, Joseph, you stay, stay with me today. Hey, um, welcome to a new month. Anyone happy? Anyone happy about the fact that we, we, we've graduated to month number two in uh, this glorious year, which is 24? Amen. How many know God's got a lot in store in 24? A lot of great stuff in store in 24. Come on. Where did your enthusiasm go? Much in store in 24. Amen. Wonderful things. Father, I want to thank you. Come on, lift up, lift up your hands. I know you're sad, and we did plenty of this, but let's, let's just lean in just one more time here. We're going to get into the Word a little bit. Father, we, we, we are grateful for your help. Oh, Lord. Father, breathe upon your people. Oh, breath of God. Breathe upon us. Sweet Spirit of the Lord. Lord, as we lift our hands in surrender and worship your holy name, breathe upon every family, every soul, every life. Breathe upon this church. Impregnate us with your, your great plans. Pull back the curtains, Holy Ghost, to the things that we must be seeing, that which is hidden. Let, let it be revealed. Let revelation come in the name of Jesus. Father, put us, launch us as we draw and yield and surrender all to you. Draw us and pull us into that realm of revelation, the realm where things are shown unto us. Things must be seen. Things must be uh, appreciated by the people and by the churches and by, by these, yeah, end of days saints. Father, we'll see it. We'll see it. We'll see it. And we'll hear, just like Jeremiah the prophet heard, you saw well. We'll hear it. You saw well. You saw well. Hallelujah, Lord. Father, I thank you for vision, the function of our spirit working and clicking on all cylinders. Father, thank you for the function of the eyes to address the things that must be changed. But thank you, Lord, for the function of the spirit to address what must be changed. Father, I pray as we preached last week that we would be a people who live on the inside out, not from the outside in. The obstacles of life wouldn't be the things that we would draw attention to, but we would magnify and meditate upon the things that you have shown shown us as your people that must take place we pray it in the name of jesus father i thank you for this cluster of churches that is about to get bigger and bigger and have a greater influence across this nation hallelujah lord we're grateful for harrogate and faith life harrogate and faith life preston for what you've done and what you're doing and what you will do and we in advance say thank you for your good and your greatness towards them. Hallelujah. Father, we pray for their elevation and their soaring and their increase and their prosperity. We speak it over them. Just like you're doing what you're doing here. Lord, you're doing what you're doing there and you're doing it in any place where you find a hungry soul. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Woo, my, my, my.
My, my, my. Thank you, Lord. Ooh, amen. Man, I just feel the presence of the Lord. Man, I could start singing again and worshiping. You know, I think I, there, there is a song isn't there, about the breath of the Lord. Breathe upon me, sweet spirit of the Lord. Breathe upon me. It's another old time song, but it's got God on it. Sweet presence of God. As we lift our hands in surrender and worship His holy name, He breathes upon His people. He's looking for surrendered and yielded hearts. You know, this year, yes, we're in the second month, but I'm telling you, it's still the beginning stage of the year. I say from the onset, we're a yielded church. We're a vessel, amen? Yielded for the master's use. I want to preach a little bit and get into some things. You know, um, we're, we're actually, this is Vision Sunday, and, um, but um, we're actually calling it Vision Month because, um, thank you, amen. Vision Month, you know, because um, I believe we want to, we need to give it justice. We want to unpack as we go from week to week. We want to unpack the, revel- the, the, the vision plan for us. And I'm telling you, you're going to find your place in it all, and it's going to inspire your spirit. But I want to talk today, generally. And I want to start by teaching on uh, the principle of vision. I'm so grateful that the youth are in here, too, because I'm telling you, if you guys get a dream and get a vision for, for, for your life, you know, not from a magazine necessarily, God can use that kind of stuff to inspire you. And you know, there's a reason often, there is a reason why things keep on coming to your attention. Um, but you've got you've to pass it through your spirit. In other words, check down here if that's something that God, God wants you to focus on. But if you get a vision, get a, get a God vision, a God plan now, and, and, you know, navigate through life and make sure everything that you do is to see a fulfillment of that vision that you carry. You will do things that some of these oldies, you know, took them three, excuse me for a moment, you know, took them three decades to, to do. You'll, you'll see it done in one. Because um, we really don't have that much time before Jesus comes back, which is, you know, not some fairy tale. It's a, it's a real thing. And God wants to use you. I was, pray, I was praying for you guys. Man. And I'm telling you, God will raise some of you guys up. Not just to be leaders, but I, I can see it. I saw it in the spirit. Some of your faces popped to my heart. Leaders of churches. Pastors, we need more churches. We we need the, this the the work of God is not being established fully in this land. There is much to be done. Can I have a big amen? It's much. There is much to be done. There's loads to do. Here in in Proverbs, let's start there for a second. Here, Proverbs twenty nine verse eighteen. It says. 
I want you to just get excited about the word. Amen. Just draw. Encourage the minister this morning. Amen. Amen. If something just goes off in your if we read the word, just, just work with it. Amen. Here, notice that the, this is so powerful. It says in Proverbs 29, very familiar passage of scripture. It says in verse 18, where, where there's no vision, where there's no vision, the people perish. The, the people perish because of uh, no vision, a lack of, a lack of vision. Where there's no vision, you find people wonder if someone has no vision, no, no, no dream, no hope. Your faith that you carry within your spirit must have something to, to hope for, to expect. But those who don't have a vision, they go through life wondering, aimlessly through life. It's just the same. The, the, especially when we see the storms of life rage. We've got to be found doing things. Well, I don't know what to do. What am I, what am I, what's my purpose? Uh, you've got to find that out. It's, your, it's not a decision. It's a discovery that you've got to f- figure out. Well, I'm, not, I'm just going to do nothing until I, I figure that out. No, no do, do, just do something. Do something. Step out. and you'll, you'll, you'll know when you step out, you know, the best way you can to obey the leading of the Holy Spirit. You'll find out real quick whether or not um, it, it is the Lord or whether or not it's just you stepping out. But the Lord will be able to redirect you. You know, you know, um, a ship that's moving on the waters can be redirected, but a ship that is that is in shallow in a shallow dock, in a sh- in a shallow harbor, cannot be redirected. Cannot be. But but it, but if it's in the waters, you know, the most dangerous place during a storm. Is to be found on a boat in a shallow harbor, anchored in a dock. dock. Most do you know the safest place is out there in the deep? Oh, come on, somebody who's going out there into the deep? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Most are anchored in the dark of uncertainty, doing nothing, just waiting for something to take place. I'm telling you, be activated. It is time to get a vision. It's time to get moving. Abraham didn't know where he was going, but he just knew that he needed to get out of the house. And God said, just leave your family. Well, I need a little bit more to get moving. No, no, just get out the dock and they're about to direct you. Amen. Just start moving, doing something, and then the, the leadership of the Holy Spirit will start flowing. But you've got to start moving in order for you to hear the, the directives of Holy Ghost. Amen. You know, there's, there's a reason, and we've said this many a time, you know, we, we're not called to live a safe life, but a faith life. Can I have a big amen? There's so many people living safe, no vision. And that is, that is very dangerous. It says, people of no vision, they perish. People wake up, do the same old, same old. They've got their routine. They eat breakfast, brush their teeth, brush their, hopefully brush your teeth. Did your neighbor brush their teeth this morning? Just check. You know, go, just, I hope you brushed your teeth. Every morning, brush your teeth. Write that down, first point. But people go through the motions. They're just the same old, same old. Get dressed. After having their breakfast, walk around aimlessly with no plan for their life. 
And we've got to be aware of this. So say, it's time for me to do something. It's got to do something. Pursue the vision. The vision will take you out of that place called comfort, which is very dangerous. And have you touched on it? You know, the, the prophetic word, we've heard it this year. You know, it's time to, to be lifted. Get out of the plane. Get out of the plane. There's a, there's a beautiful picture of um, Lot being taken out of Sodom and Gomorrah. And we, you know, we, we preached on this. So I'm not going to rehearse everything that I said. But, but when he was taken out of Lot, that place of captivity and sin. How many know we've been taken out of captivity and sin? And then the instruction to Lot was run for your life. Escape for your life and run to a, a high place. Be lifted up lest you be destroyed because it's in the plane of indecision it's in the it's in the plane it's in the harbor docked and anchored in the dark land of indecision that people perish it's a dangerous move not to pursue and find out from holy ghost the vision the plan that god has for you but it's uncomfortable yes it is and you're going to be okay with that Amen. So we'll say squeeze. Has anyone ever been squeezed before? You know what I mean? Where you just felt like from every side, squeezed. Well, that's good. Some people have not been squeezed. You can't get grape juice out of unsqueezed grapes. Some people are just looking pretty, just a nice cluster of grapes, never squeezed, and therefore no one can drink from the, from the wine that God has designed to flow from you. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching better than you're agreeing this, this morning. Amen. Brother Hagen would say, you know, things like that. So anyway, looking smart, sir. Bless you. Amen. Get ready for the squeeze. It's not, I'm not talking about, you know, you know being inflicted by sickness and disease and, and fear. I'm talking about you being, you, you being forced or led out of your comfort zone. Out of your comfort zone vision what is your vision what vision do you have some man, I, to, I want to climb Mount Everest some I want to, I want to you know, go around the world there was a, there was a guy you know, um, who decided his, his name was, um, was Tom uh, Torchik he said I'm, I've got a vision of walking around the world with my dog can you imagine what a vision. You, you hear these people go, are you going to climb Mount Everest? Are you kidding me? When people have tr died trying over and over and over again. How many know it's not comfortable when your nose hair freezes at minus 30? That's not comfortable. Some people here in the front row, they wax their the nose hairs out so that it wouldn't happen to them. But, but for the rest of us, you know, that stuff's not comfortable. Do you, do, do, you, do, do you think that you could step into an arena of leadership where he will lead you to do things that you've never done before come on somebody who believes it you believe it things that no one in your family has ever done before things that a church has never done before things that this church has never done before we've got to embrace change I mean change get out of our comfort I'm telling I'll, ch I'll challenge you we're going to challenge every department of this ministry if, if the, the badges look the same as what the badges looked like five years ago, let's change it up. Amen. 
if the hospitality team, the, the whatever you call those things, you know, apron things, let's change things up. Come on, let's just change things up. Instead of just, you know, uh, normal tea, let's serve Earl Grey. Earl Grey tea. Let's change it up. I must say change. But what causes these people to do the walk around the world? Takes, took him seven years. Think about it. Walked all the way through Europe, all the way through uh, Asia, walked through Japan, through, through uh, Australia, through America. Crazy. He's lost his mind. Has he? Or is he a, has he got a, a vision? Is he in possession of a dream? Now, we're not talking about natural things like this. We're talking about, you know, God has some heavenly assignments that God's called you to do. Heavens, so it was a heavenly assignments. And so that, that, that image of the dream has got to be bigger than the obstacles that are in front of you, preventing you. And that's the problem with most people. They see the obstacles more than they see the dream that they hold it in their heart. And if truth be told, there is not a single person in this room who doesn't have something put on the inside of them by the Spirit of God. There's a dream within you. I said there's a dream within, within you. Every person, most don't pursue, a lot of people don't pursue it. Not in this church, we're pursuing it. But a lot of people don't pursue it because of obstacles. Because of the fear of getting out of their safety, comfort zone. Man, it's an ugly thing. Comfort. You've got to learn to love discomfort. What is in the hearts of these men? A dream to summer Everest. When they, they're, they're on the, the edge of a, of a mountain, thousands of feet drop. And in order to get to that next stage, they've got to step over dead bodies that have been frozen for years. Why? They're in possession of a dream. What are we possessed with? What are we focused on? Man, it's awesome. There was a speech uh, by um, Roosevelt in Paris in 1910 on Evie's birthday in April the 23rd. And he said this, It is not the critic who counts. Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes up short again and again because there is no effort without error or shortcoming. But who knows, with great enthusiasms and great devotion, spends himself to a worthy cause. Who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails whilst daring greatly so that, this, so, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who knew, neither knew victory or defeat. Man, what a speech. Hallelujah, Lord. It's important to have a vision. Some say, I must have a vision. If you don't, I'm telling you, the devil does have a vision for your life. The enemy has a vision for your life. And it's not full of good thoughts. It's to steal from you. It's to, to kill, 
is to utterly destroy every, every person that's in your circle. The devil has a vision for your life. You must. Amen. Job chapter 8 verse 7, it says, Though your beginning was small, yet your latter end should greatly increase. Are we in the last days? The latter end of the church age? Have he said it? The former does not outshine the latter. That what God will do now will eclipse anything that has happened. He said, the, the, though your beginning was small, Anyone had a small beginning? Just think about it. This ministry, let's just put it in context a little bit. This ministry, there was a time when there was no such thing as Faith Life Center. It, it just began with a word, a, a word of instruction. That's all it was. Invisible words that made it on a piece of paper. And then the Spirit of God started drawing lives to this place. This is a place that never existed before God spoke. And it started small, but then it increased. And it increased. <clears throat> and it increased. And it will keep on increasing. But what my job as a leader of this ministry, together with the leadership of this church, is to challenge our comfort because I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied. If the latter is to be greater than the former, the Bible says in the early church, which is the former, they had instances where three people got saved in, in one, one meeting. Now there is ministries and ministry churches that are seeing that kind of fruit in a single you know, meeting. You know, Reinhard Bonnke, the great evangelist in Lagos, Nigeria. I forget, you know, what, what year it was, but he had a crusade and those millions of people and over a million people got, got born again. Come on, somebody. How many know that's greater than 3,000? What about here? We are to steward what God does here in this city. And so I'm not settling, settling for a few, few hundred people being being shepherded and being counseled and being, uh, you know, uh, forming a community called Faith Life Manchester. We're, 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 we're going big. I said we're going big because I'm dissatisfied. And do you know what the enemy has done? It's kind of portrayed what people refer to as mega churches in a bad light. Who believes in mega? There is nothing not mega about our mega God. I'm reclaiming that word mega. Anyone else? God wants to do some mega things. Someone say mega. Mega. These four walls do not confine us. Do not limit how far we will take it. Come on, somebody. Someone say mega. The Spirit of God has been speaking to me. You know, last year, you know, to, to my wife and us, and, you know, last year we put this up, a thousand strong. We're not putting like a time frame by this month, on this time, this year, we're going to hit a thousand. But I'm telling you, a little, the Bible says in Isaiah 60, verse 22, a little one shall become a thousand. 
Now, let me say this. Let me challenge this whole thing. Because people say, well, I don't want to be a part of a big church. Well, we, do you know what? Being part of a big church, there is a lot of advantages. You know what grieves me? I'm very, I, I, you know, I'm a pastor. I'm a very nice guy. I, I love people. And it, it grieves me when people, um, people come to me and they say, do you know what? Um, I want to get married, but my type is not in this church. But you know, when you have a mega church, there are some people who, who like very skinny. That's my type. I like skinny, they say. And then there's others who say, I want a mega sister. You know, I'll, mega sisters are found in mega churches, you know. So, so if you can't find your type, the, the time, the day is coming where we go, oh, your type can be found. Let me just go on the computer and just search for your type on the church database. We've got skinny ones and round ones and tall ones and short ones. We've got every type. <laughs> Mumchil, he's single, by the way. He, he said, glory, he's getting this. He's taking notes. Content for a mega church. Your type is coming in. Amen. Every type is coming in. This is more spiritual than you realize. I know the Spirit of God has been challenging us on this. I'm telling you, I was, true story. Um, I brought this book up here um, because God wants, to, wants us to have a mega impact in this region. This book was given to me it's by Pastor Dag Haywood Mills. You know him? And, and so uh, I started reading it and, and um, just meditating on some of the things that it just really resonated in my spirit. Anyhow, I was having a meeting with David, and he asked me, when are you, when are you, going, to, uh, when are you going to the Philippines next? Aren't you going to the Philippines? This was last year. In, when was it, October? O October, November time? And I said, well, it was on my heart to go, but I'm not going uninvited. But if they invite me to go, I told them, I was, isn't this true? We were right there. I said, if they invite me to come, I'm, I'm going. Because that's, that's what I heard at the beginning of the year. What was it? A few seconds after? A few seconds after. My phone started buzzing. Yeah. Invite me to come to the Philippines. So I went to the Philippines, um, Pastor David uh, Summerall. And I went to their leadership conference and what have you. I had a good time. I, I was at the right place at the right time. I took this book with me. And there was only one. I was there for a few days. The only one meeting. I brought this book from the hotel to, to the meeting. Guess who the speaker was? Doug Haywood Mills. He came at that time. Guess what he preached on? He started talking about megachurch. He said, I'm going to start preaching from my, my book, the megachurch. I said, oh, man, I've got this book. I got a chance to meet him, and, and he gave me, I tell you what, it pays to be led by the Holy Spirit. You know, that was an interesting trip. I, the Lord told me when I went, he said, go light. I'm, I'm telling this for a reason. The Lord said, travel light. I took hardly any clothes, and I left a huge amount of space in my, my luggage. I paid for the extra, you know, luggage and stuff. And Doc Hayward Mills said, I want to give you all my books. I brought back over a hundred of his books. He said, I want to just bless, bless you. They blessed us with every book of his books. 
they have a pastoral team, Bernard, of 6,000 pastors. That, that change in the landscape of the, not just city, but not just the state, the country. Raising people. Raising people. To have a mega impact. The Lord's on this. If a hundred churches in Manchester alone had a thousand strong, I'm not talking about names on the database. I just want to talk this morning. Is that right? Is this okay? A thousand people, not chairs, not a thousand seater, but just people. I mean, human beings in those chairs, not database names. But actual people and a hundred churches like that with a thousand in this city alone. That's only a hundred thousand people in a city, Greater Manchester, of 2.6 million. And we go, I'm okay. No, no, no. 300 is fine. What? Are you hearing me? There is a lot of perishing people. This is not about being like the cool church and, and being like just, oh, let's have a mega church for the sake of being big and, you know, well-resourced. It's, it's about having a big influence so that momchil can get married. Amen. And And anyone else. And the glory of God. Amen. He said, though your beginning was small, yet your latter end shall greater, great, greatly increase, the King James says. Greatly, King James. Greatly increase. He says, should, should greatly increase. Doesn't promise he will. But there is man's side and there is God's side. And we have a, we have a part to play. And we're going to, all month we're going to unravel that. There's three parts to, to, to our vision. And we're going, to spend a, we're going to spend a Sunday unwrapping the whole thing. Amen. God will use you. God, I said God will use you. There is, I, I, I drive through the villages and I see the little, you know, communities and the little towns. I think... You know, these churches are, are empty. Like the community doesn't go to church anymore. What about them? What, 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 what about your neighborhood? What are we going to do? Well, we have to reach people. But do you know what? Weak people can't reach people. And a church is only as strong as, as its people. And as a ministry, I, I heard it in my spirit. I kept on hearing the word left, and you, you've heard the story. But I kept on hearing the word help. The many need help. Whether you want to admit it or not, you need, you need a lot of help, man. Especially Mom Chill. He needs a lot. You just sat in the wrong seat today, eh, Mom Chill. I need a lot of help. But I receive, like Mom Chill, I receive all the help I can get. And so this year, we've got to help one another. And the first part of the vision unpacking, because, because I'm telling you, we've got a job to do. 
and, and, and the weight of it is not going to be on a few. It's going to be, I'm sorry, it's, it's got to be on the collective. There is a burden to ministry. There is a yoke. Do it in the flesh. It's heavy and it's, it's not easy. But do it, in, do, it, do it together collectively, which is God's divine design. Amen. It is light and it is easy. I tell you what, I've been praying and I, you, you, God's going to use you mightily. Mightily. You watch. You watch. Heart's desires. Call of God fulfilled. Lord, what have you been pouring in? What you've been pouring in? What she's been feeding on? Oh, the strong spirit of faith in the name of Jesus. And an unfolding. The devil had a plan, but his plan is unraveling. His, his plan, he, he, he has experienced setback after setback after setback after setback after he is, not you. Father, heart's desire granted in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Watch out. I mean, there's generals in this place. There's people with the call of God. It is, it's in every one. What are you doing with it? Should greatly increase. You got to talk about it. You got to live it. You got to eat it. You got to breathe it. You got to sing it. Amen. You got to speak it out. You got to walk it out. Hallelujah. In Exodus 14, verses 15 to 16, the Lord told Moses, why do you cry to me? Why do you cry? Why are you crying? Why are you crying to God? Do what you know and tell your children to go forward. Tell them. We're not selling. We're going forward. You better look at the obstacle. No. No obstacle. Look what I put on board. Look what I've given you. Well, look what's in your hand. Everyone look at your hands. Well, nothing's in my hands. No, no, look past your hands. Look to what you have. Look to what you have in here. He told him, go forward. Go forward. Don't cry. Go forward. Lift up your rod. Stretch out your hand. You know, life is not going to give you what you think you deserve. Life will give you what you command. It will give you what you command. Don't wait for things to happen. I'm not talking about, you know, weird and foggy-eyed and things. I'm talking about you come to a realization where your faith, your faith is in charge, not circumstances. Your faith is in charge. Quit the crying. Quit the crying. Ha, ha, ha. Amen. Move forward. Yeah, but we've never been able to break through, you know, uh, in, you know into 400. We've come close, but we, we'll, we'll quit the crying. We go forward. Amen. And we reach more souls. We're going to see this. I believe God is going to pack the altars again with lost people. going to come hungry, needing what we have. That's the reality. Amen. Thank you, Father. But you must embrace the change because things won't change 
unless you change. And it's a changed person that will cause the change. Hallelujah. And it's the most uncomfortable thing. But who cares? Embrace discomfort. So I'll say this. Constant change is here to stay. (laughs) Constant change is here to stay. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Yeah, but I'm in the known. I don't like the sound of the unknown. No. No, no. Get a vision. Well, that's my problem. I don't have one. Where where, where am I going to buy one? Where where am I going to get it? You know. It's not a case of you going down to W.H. Smith's and buying, you know, a vision for 19.99. Or, you know, if you go, if you if you really splash out, you know, you can get it. You can you can get the big package vision for 49.99. Well, that's my problem. I don't even have 19.99 to go to W. Smith's to buy the vision. Forget the the mega vision pack for 49.99. Can't you just prophesy over me? It don't work that way. That's not the purpose of prophecy. Just give me a vision, please. Please, you know, just pray for me, pastor, and pray and, and just, just give me a prophetic vision. It don't work that way. I said, it don't work that way. If, if someone comes up to you and says, you know, verily, verily, I say unto thee, thou shalt go to, to China and move to China. You're like, what? Really? Oh, my gosh. I don't want to be a disobedient to the heavenly call and the heavenly assignment and the heavenly vision. I must now move to China. Not unless, not unless that's on your heart. If it's on your heart, in other words, you, you, you just love everything Chinese. You, 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 you read Chinese stuff and you, all you eat is Chinese food. That's all you eat. And you know you're called there. Then it's confirmation. It's not information. And that's what prophecy, true prophecy is. It's not information. It's confirmation of what you already know. If it's new information, forget it. I said forget it. Because re- prophecy, prophecy is a confirmation of what's in you. Amen. So you've got self-appointed prophets who are saying, you, you should marry. I'm not going to prophesy this over <laughs> mom chill. But this happens in church. People saying, arrange marriages in Christian Pentecostal churches. I prophesy you should marry so-and-so. You're like, oh, man. Like, he's like, no, let me find. Let me find. I'm going to find and obtain favor. Come on. Who's believing for Momchil to find a, find a wife? If he wants a mega wife or a skinny wife, Lord, give him his heart's desire. Amen. Amen. Come on, Mom Chill. Find your wife. I'm not prophesying over it. I'm just declaring and then it's getting in. Amen. Find your wife and, find, and obtain favor. But people receive all kinds of prophecies. Like you're supposed to marry so-and-so. Oh my gosh, I've got to marry. She's a, I don't even, I'm not even attracted to it now. I'm, but I have to because I don't want to be disobedient to the prophecy. It's rubbish. It's false. I'm going to know there's mercy. If, you're, if you are in a, an arranged marriage, the moment you, you two come together and upset and you've got kids and everything else, and man, I, now that you're married, all right, you know, God, 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 God will bless it if you surrender to Him. 
Amen. Very simply, get a vision. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 to 3. It says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets. Every week we're going to make it plain. The three purposes, the three focuses for this year. We're going to make it plain. We're going to write it. We're going to give you a, a, a mini booklet of it so you can see exactly how we can faithfully steward what the Lord's saying to us so that we can see the vision fulfilled. So we can all rejoice in God's greatness and God's faithfulness. It says, then the Lord answered and said, write the vision, make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, wait for it because it will surely come to pass. It will not tarry. And then it goes on in verse 4, and this is very, very key. And I'm taking my time with this. It says, behold the proud. You know, the big enemy to, 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 uh, to vision being fulfilled is pride. He says, behold the, behold the proud. <clears throat> his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Jesus, in Matthew 18, 4, he said, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. You know what humility will do? Humility will, will make you great. It'll, it will cause you to do great things. Do you know what pride does? It thinks it's great. It thinks it's great. Pride thinks it's there. But humility will actually take, your humility will actually take you there. But pride thinks, I'm there. I've arrived. No, you haven't. And you never get there, actually. You just talk about, I'm there, I'm there, I made it. But you're not actually there. But, but the humble actually get there. The humble actually get where the prideful are trying to get, but never actually get there because you never, ever, ever get promoted by pride. You go down, not up. Oh my, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So expect to experience. Amen. Expect to experience. Am I doing all right? I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying my best here. So, so what, 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 is, what is God's plan? What is God's plan? Well, what did Jesus say? Matthew 9, 37. The harvest truly is plen plenteous, but the laborers, the laborers are few. What did he say? The harvest is plenty. Plenty. Someone say plenty. You can say it. Plenty. Plenty. Not a few, but plenty. Plenty. There's loads of people. We are not going to relax anymore. No more relaxing. I want us to pray prayers like John Knox, who said, Give me souls or I die. Take me out of here. What's the purpose for living? Give me souls or take me out. You know, off field, you know, 
we, we would be out of our mind to expect a plenty, huge harvest if the field he told us to reach was a small little field, a little patch. But do you know, the, do you know how big the field is? The entire world. Go into the whole earth. Preach the gospel. And Luke 14, 23 says, Go out into the highways and the, and the hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. You want to, this vision month, you want to hear what God's vision is? You, know, you want to know what Jesus' vision is for every house and every spiritual house? His vision is that his house. He said, my vision is that my house would be full. That my house would not be empty. You know, if you look around, you know, we have an empty chair here, empty chair there, empty chair, empty chair. You know, we're, we're, I think we're more full than there is empty chairs, but there's empty chairs. But we have to let this inspire us. Let it inspire us. The vision that Jesus has for this house, you want to hear it? My house, he's a command, shall be filled. This is what God does. If he fills water pots, guess what he fills them up to? The brim. Fills them. Full. So say full house. Full house. That's what I'm contending for. Any building we get, we're going to fill it. You know our next move, and we'll talk about this, but our next move is not going to be a small move. It's going to be several times bigger than this, this building. It's going to be minimum, be able to accommodate a thousand people. That's what we're doing. That's where we're going. And I want this to get big. I want this to start burning in our, in our hearts. Because vision will propel you. It will change you. It will change your expectation. Amen. Most churches don't fill all their seats. But what if there could be a church like us? Could, you know, let's fill up every time we get together. Who believes? Come on, who believes? Who believes? In Acts 2, this is how the early church, notice what God does to homes and spaces and, and rooms. In Acts 2, verse 2, a sound from heaven as of a mighty, a rushing mighty wind. It filled the whole house. And that's the key. What, what this place must be filled with first is the glory, is the presence of God, is faith. And when the, when the house is full of his glory, people, scripturally, are always drawn to where the glory is. So our focus isn't, we've got to fill the, no, our, fo our focus is, go out and compel them. Go, go highways, byways, everywhere. Compel them to come in. But our focus is, we steward an environment of faith. Where the presence of God is so rich in this place. We don't contaminate this, the, 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 this space with, with bad attitudes and wrong thinking and wrong speaking. You hear me? We don't quench the spirit of God. We honor this place. We, we, we come to honor, not to judge the worship leader or judge the pastor. Or Let's see how well he does today. You know? Let's see how well she's going to do today. Well, what is she wearing? What does she think? Who does he think he is? You know, acting as cool as Top Man, you know. He's not Tom Cruise, you know. I'm talking about you, Joseph, you know. <laughs> but in all honesty, you know, in order for us to have a greater reach, 
We've got to grow in stature, in wisdom, in grace. My bad jokes have got to improve. I've got to start saying some good jokes. Amen. But we need to, we need to, uh, we, we need to yield to the Holy Spirit because the house I'm looking for is not a house of grumpy people or just bums on seats. It is a place full of the glory of God that radically transforms the spiritual, the spiritual climate of this region. That's what we're hungry for. And I just know it. This is what God's called us to do. I know it. My assignment today is simple. It's to talk about this and then how we see this happen. What our play. It should happen. It should be greater than the former. But it only happens if we do our part. Then God does His. Amen. In Ephesians 2.21, it says, In Him, the whole structure is joint, bound, welded, together harmoniously this is the amplified classic and it continues to rise lift to grow and increase in a holy temple of in the lord a sanctuary dedicated consecrated it's a sacred place to the presence of the lord the presence of the lord in him and in fellowship with one another this is important in fellowship with one another you yourselves also shall be lifted up built up, it says, into this structure with the rest to form a fixed abode, a dwelling place of God in, by, through the Spirit. Hallelujah. 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 Isaiah, I'm going to read a few verses from Isaiah. Everyone all right? Come on. Don't don't get bored of hearing about the glory here. In Isaiah 60, Verse 4, it says, look and see, for everyone is coming home. Someone say that. Everyone is coming home. Notice what it said before that. Arise. Arise. Come on. Let your light shine for all to see. For the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth but the glory but the glory of the lord but the glory of the lord rises and appears over you all nations will come to your light mighty kings will come to see your radiance mighty kings will come to see your radiance it's not about it's 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 not about your great personality please it's not about how well you sing team it's not about your performance it's not about how how well and articulate we're going to be. It's about, it's about the glory that has risen upon, upon us. Kings will stop and say, I've got, to, I've got to come. It was interesting in the last, you know, last year we were talking about, so man, it's the governors, the governors, the counselors, the politicians, they're coming. We started saying it. And then, and then the you know, uh, conservative pol- uh, um, political party um, the, the Christian um, fellowship, they contacted us and said, we, w- we want to connect with you. Would you host this event of ours, a prayer night? <coughs> <coughs> Amen. Kings will come. Governors will come. <coughs> it says, look and see, for everyone is coming home. Whoo, where the glory is. Your sons are coming from the distant lands. Little daughters will be carried home. Your, your eyes shall shine. Your heart will, will thrill with joy. The merchants 
from around the world will come to you. They will bring you the wealth of many, many lands, vast caravans of angel, uh, of uh, camels. They're coming in. Oh, glory to God. They're coming. The flocks will be given to you. Verse 7, it goes on. The ships are coming. Verse 9. Carrying people and carrying silver and gold. The foreigners, verse 10, are coming. The Hungarians are coming. My Hungarian sister walked in this morning. I was a man. Joregert. Oh, Iganisten Jor. You know, the Bulgarians are coming. The Nigerians are coming. Come on. Those from Cameroon are coming in. Hey, come on. The English are coming. The Scottish are coming. Even the Canadians are coming. The Americans are coming. Where are they coming? They're coming home. To the house of glory. The house of His radiance and His greatness. Drawn to people. No! God forbid we put on a show. No other show other than the glory show. Show me your glory, Moses said. Church, are you on board? And then he goes on in verse 22. I'm reading this from the New Living Translation. It says, the smallest family will become a thousand people. And the tiniest group will become a mighty nation. And at the right time, I, yes, the Lord, I will make it happen. Not you, not, not you, not you, not even you, sir. But he will make it happen. We do our part, yes. But he will make it happen at the appointed time. I said at the appointed time. At the appointed time. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And I'll tell you what, God will use you. There was a guy, he, he, I've mentioned his name already. You may not know him. He's a German guy um, from you know, Central Europe. And he, his name was Reinhard Bonke. But he was, for the first, uh, well, from the age of five to nine, he was, a, he, he, he was a, um, in a refugee camp because of, and you know his story, in a ref, because of the you know, Second World War. And so when they returned to Germany at the age of nine, you know, he had missed so much school and all that stuff. And, and so he was behind a lot. So he failed a lot. And, and they gave him a name and they mocked him. They mocked him. They gave him a name in school and they mocked him. And I was praying. I'm so glad you're here. I was praying. The youth, I'm so glad you're here. So I like it when you sit here. Do you like sitting here? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Close to the action. It's good in there. I know it's, it's good in there. You'll be in there next week. But what I heard in my spirit is forget the mockery. God will breathe upon you and use you. His spirit will come upon you and God will use you mightily. If you've been named and mocked and shamed, God sees you. Can we pray for the youth just real fast? I don't know if you want to stand up or what, but Father, that mocking spirit derailed off our youth. 
Raise up great evangelists out of this group. Pastors out of this group. In the name of Jesus. Businessmen who are kingdom motivated. In the name of Jesus. They mocked you. But this is a time of distribution where the Spirit of God comes fresh upon you. Dare to believe it. God will use you in a mighty way. In a new and living way. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Surprise this congregation by what you do in these lives that are sat before us right here. Use them. Let that pure, uncontaminated, unfeigned faith surface. Let them believe like they were designed to believe. Let them run and and get a hold of everything that God you have for them to run after and lay hold of. Use them like you. You, Jesus, use them to teach us big people lessons. Use this youth group. Use the children who are on the various places in this building. In the name of Jesus. Revival and an awakening through the youth. Given a passion and a hunger in the name of Jesus. Use them to see the vision of this house fulfilled. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Come on, church. Hallelujah, Lord. God's going to use you if you make yourself available. He'll use you. Fresh anointed. Fresh anointed. We heard the prophetic word for the year, and it was very simple. Lift. 24-7. Lift up your, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and ye be, put it on the screen, Psalms 24-7, and ye be lifted up. What God's doing is He's lifting up a people. He's lifting up a people. When you lift up your head, lift up your countenance. Please put it on the screen. He calls you a gate, an access. You, you give entry. You give access. You become a door for the glory of God, the King of glory. When you lift your attention on what it should be, I'm telling you, notice the lifting takes place. He will make you soar. Amen. And notice what happens. It's for the King of glory who shall come in. Who shall come in. In where? This place. What happens when the glory comes in? People come home. People come home. So the first, and I'm going to preach on it and teach on it and show you practically how we're going to do this next year. The, f- the first, ne- next year, next week, next week, not next year. The, f- the first, have you got the slides, guys? The, the first focus is this. We are going to make it our business to, to help you lift your head. Because what God will do, He always works through people. And He works through, moves through, comes and fills places. Occupies where you are with His glory. The King of glory coming in. 
where he finds a lifted people who have lifted their heads. And that's why we're going to make it our business, first and foremost, to help you. Oh, like never before. As a team, we are saying, as the pastoral care team and the leadership of this church, I'm, tell, I'm pleading with you. I'm urging you. Look, we've heard the prophetic word. Now, let's lift one another. How often? 24-7. You can go on the next slide. This is our main focus. Our first focus, number one, is we're going to lift up one another. How are we going to do that? We're going to get the word in you. And you get that word resident on the inside of you. I'm telling you, it's going it's to bring you up. It's going to bring you up. You, you're going to start getting so strengthened. We're, we're launching discipleship uh, and teachings. And, and, and we're going to make sure that everyone in this place gets their word supply. Their strong words systematically we're going to be teaching. You know, it hit me like a ton of bricks almost. You know, when I was thinking about even last year and reviewing last year, I preached more times out of, out of faith life than I did in faith life. And, I, and, and I'm teaching and training. You know, we've trained thousands over the decade, uh, thousands of people for at least, you know, uh, 50 hours just, just with them. Thousands of them in India. And it's like, why, am, why aren't the, the church getting all that teaching, systematic teaching? I've I, I got to give it to you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Bucky. She's really excited. I want to see your notes at the end. Of, this time next year, I want to see your notes. We may publish your notes. But in the context of groups, then we're going to help one another and lift one another's arms. I'll talk about that next week. Then the second, second thing is this, because you, you can... A lifted people is just a lifted people. I said a lifted people is just a lifted people. A strong group of people is just a strong group of people. Unless, unless they leverage that strength and that lifting to, to do something. Otherwise, they become spiritually mega fat. You understand what I'm saying? And no good. They become a dead sea. No outlet. And, and so, so, so here's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to grow together. So I'll say together. And how we're going to do that is we're going to lift up the arms of Moses. You see Moses there? So you, you, you need to be Aaron or, or her. You need to lift up the arm. How, 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 Pastor? I'll tell you how. This is how you're going to help a leader. There's several leaders in this church. And many teams, many opportunities. And every single person, for us to do this together, every single person is going to get in, involved and, and lift a leader. How? How? I'll tell you how. You lighten the load of the leader. How? You serve. You serve. And we're going to talk about it. I'll tell you what, the Spirit of God is going to be on each one of these teachings that we do this month. And you're going to, if you're not excited about serving, I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is going to deal with your heart and you're going to be so excited about being involved and being engaged. Because you cannot receive, receive the, you know, the, the strength and the lifting and then do nothing with it. Amen. Remember the four crazy friends in, in Luke chapter 5? And they, 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 they took their paralyzed friend up. They scaled, they lifted him up on top of the roof. And they brought him to the midst of Jesus. You need four crazy friends to lift you. And this church, we are making, I'm telling you, um, we're sleeping and breathing this. This is going to be a great, great year. But you can't just 
be lifted by four crazy friends. You must be. Whoa, people are like donating iPads and stuff. You know those, those churches where people bring money on this? Man, they're bringing iPads. Whoa. Oh, you've taken it. Oh, he had second thoughts, you know. So we're going we're gonna to serve. We're going to lift and lighten the load of our leaders by serving, getting involved. And then secondly, we're going to sow. We're going to sow. Well, what are we going to sow? iPads. We're going to sow. Because this was perfectly. I mean, everyone's been contributing in this sermon. Thank you so much. So planned. Timing was a few seconds too soon. But um, we're going to sow. What are we going to sow? We're going to sow prayers. We're going to sow, sow prayers. We're going to be, we're going to be sowing. We're, first tonight, we're going to be praying tonight. First, first thing we do every month, we, we, do, we do prayer time. We have 5.30 prayer, corporate prayer in this space. We're going to pray. I want you to come. We've, previous times we started at 6. Now we're starting at 5.30 so we can bring our kids and get them home in time for school. You understand what I mean? We're going to pray. We're not going to teach. It's not a teaching moment. The purpose is to pray. We'll start with worship. We'll get into the sensitive to the presence of God. And then we'll pray. We'll pray. Amen. We're starting prayer cells and prayer groups. And in two weeks' time, we're going to be teaching on this. Amen. This is a beautiful picture. This is the feeding of the 5,000. Then praying the fragments, submitting the fragments to, to Heavenly Father. And then serving the people. Giving and sowing. Serving and, and, and sowing. Amen. That's how we will lift and grow together. Amen. The next, the next focus first focus is we're making our business to lift people second we lift our leaders and local church that's the second focus lift our leaders and local church through serving and sowing and then uh, you've gone too quick uh, go back the third the third is we're going to lift up okay uh, there is one missing just keep on going the third is we're going to lift up our eyes for the harvest we're going to see the catch we're going to lift up our eyes Jesus said you guys have a saying your saying is four months until the harvest but I say to you look up lift up your eyes and see it's already ready now we're going to lift our, our eyes and we're going to I'm excited to show you what we've got planned and what the spirit of God has been speaking to us we're going to be fishers of men we're going to lift up and reach out and then the next the Spirit of God when I was talking about remember when Jesus used Simon Peter's boat for, 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 for a pulpit to preach to the people who were on the shore and then after, done, after he was done preaching the Spirit of God uh, said, said to uh, sorry but Jesus said to Peter launch out push out and launch out into the deep for a catch he said, but I've been toiling all night and caught nothing. We've had no results. So the same body of water, same boat, same, same net, and you're wanting me to go again? <sighs> all right. But according to your word, I'm, I'm going to do it. And there was, he cast out into the deep. Uh, it was awesome. The same Spirit of God who's speaking to us about this is speaking to people in this church. Dean said, man, I need to use social media. I need to get broadcasting the gospel. And he's, he's doing that. What, what is it? Pumped, jacked preacher. 
just that's his hand jacked preacher you know amen he's got some big guns you know jack preacher get online come on we got to use social media use and and i the spirit of god said said to me the broad cast the casting out into the deep you can't beat media we get a thousand people in a room you can get two thousand people in a room but you can't beat you can't beat media Millions of people can watch all of the same. You can't beat it. And our broadcast, one thing that we have on our heart is to become what we're saying. This is how we're labeling it. Broadcast ready by 2025. Broadcast ready. Where we, if any network called us up and said, have you got some programmings? We'll say, yes, we do. We're ready. So we want to improve how we do everything. Amen. Amen. So we can reach and cast into the deep and for a broad catch, broadcast. We're going to unpack this as we go. You excited? Hallelujah. Let's all stand up. Father, Evie, I'm going to ask ask you to pray and and, and work with us here and, and help us with the offering as well. Father, we thank you for your mighty, mighty plan. Just pray in the Spirit if you, if you know how. Father, thank you, Lord. Should we get up here? Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray that every person under the sound of my voice would find their fit in this local church. Oh, the plan is great. Your grace is great. Your aid is great. Your supply of your spirit is great, and it shall be greatly experienced, Father. Oh, Marasi Vielave, we commit it all, all the plans, all the strategies, everything. We commit it to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want you to pray over the people, Evie, concerning their part and however Praise the Lord leads God. you. You know, in our prayer time this morning, Thank in service you, prayer, Tembi was leading us, and she said, um, the Pharisees, when they were listening to Jesus, they stepped over into the realm of reason while they were just already there. The Pharisees just worked in that realm of what they, what they knew and what they could understand. So when Jesus was talking about bread, they were like, who's the bread? What's the, where's the bread? I can't smell any bread. Like it was literal for them. And Jesus was like, this is revelation of living bread. So he was talking about things by the Spirit. And so... The missed revelation was because they were in the realm of trying to figure it out. So we as a church, as we hear all these wonderful things, and they're really wonderful, um, we must continue to keep our eyes full of wonder. Not just, oh, okay, yeah, 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 I got it, I got it. And just try and, you know, it's good to put action, and it is good to put things into place, but it's by the Spirit that we, um, we lift. We're not going to do this by our own ability because i'm telling you god is going to bring the grace as we just say father help us in all of this so we do that lord we um in it is as as a church community we say help us father help us in this and that goes for you in your life as you're saying lord i've got vision i've got things personally and part of this church i have things corporately that i have in my heart lord help me in this Come on, just start to speak to your Savior. Thank you, Lord. 
saving you from doing things by yourself. Come on. Thank you, Jesus, for the grace that's been made available. Lord, that your burden is light and that the yoke is easy. So if we feel heavy and if we feel like it's not easy, it's hard, hard and heavy. We uh, stand together to, to attack hard and heavy. Come on, we're going to see this thing lifted off and lifted by the grace of God. We will not say it's hard. and We will not say it's heavy. Oh, this thing is heavy. This job is heavy. This thing is hard. This assignment is hard. Come on, we speak ease and we speak light in the name of Jesus. Ease and light. Ease and light. Come on, what do you have in your heart? Ease and light. Oh, but I don't know how. Ease and light. Well, I'm not sure with, with everything in my age and the amount of times that I've tried, I don't know, ease and light, his burden, oh, if anyone is weary, heavy laden, come to me, the Bible says, and I will give you rest, I will teach you the unforced rhythms of grace, unforced, this wonderful word of lift, We receive, Lord, all that you would do, all of the supply. We receive it. Come on, open up your heart right now. That's what you're doing. I open my heart up to receive it. Thank you, Jesus. 